what's up hybrids welcome back to another episode of the phantom hybrid podcast this is hanako and i am here with michelle and we are discussing outlander episode four of season seven a most uncomfortable woman and let's go ahead and talk about that most uncomfortable woman because i think that was the funniest part of the whole episode Claire and Jamie are in town. She has gone to get supplies and someone bumps into her and she was like, excuse me. And it's Tom Christie. She's looking at him with surprise because she thinks he's already dead and he's looking at her with surprise and he plants a huge kiss on her face. And girl, I was like, I can't wait to hear what Michelle gets. But And it was so, it was, it was just... It was hilarious to me because she did a great job acting that out because the look on her face, her facial expressions had me rolling. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so funny because I was kind of looking the same same way, too, because it was like he just planted a kiss on her. And we had just talked about before about him not giving her a hug, you know, when he risked his life and. For her but i was like man he I was confused because i was like what the hell and then when he talks about the fact that he thought that she was dead because mm-hmm, he had makes been sense. told of the house fire so it was um so he actually had put the um the obituary in the paper once he found out so that kind of narrows down at least that tells us what year that obituary was mm-hmm. written because he found out after the fire, months after the fire, because, you know, when we last saw Tom Christie, he had surrendered himself, confessing to his daughter's murder, which we now know he didn't commit, but he didn't know that at the time. He didn't know that. He confessed because he wanted to save Claire because he was in love with her. So we're expecting that he's going to be, you know, hung, executed, whatever for murder, turns out because he's an educated man and he was able to write, the governor started using him as a secretary. And then because of everything that's going on, he ended up being freed, let go. And that's how he came to be walking around. But it was so funny because for him to be able to express that and then it like he really was looking like, okay, yes, I just did this. And I have no regrets at all. He was like, oh, so your husband is alive too? Hmm. Oh, okay. okay. And he's just still sitting there just looking at her like she's here. She's right. Alive. He just was excited that she was alive. But it was, at first I also thought, okay, is this a dream? Is Claire having a dream? But then when I realized it was real, I'm like, this man really planted that big one on her. Yeah. And she's still looking like. She was like. Did now, he really that? He's lucky Jamie didn't come out of somewhere and see that. (laughs) But it's playing in the background right now. Her face, she's just looking like, what the hell just happened? He was like, oh, I beg your pardon. But he still looked like, I don't regret it at all. (laughs) Like, this is a man who was in love with a woman who was clearly in love Mm -hmm. with another man. He probably thought he'd never get the opportunity to kiss her. So now that he has, he's probably like, okay, you know what? I don't regret that at all. Yes, I'm happy you're alive, but I don't regret that at all. But 
you know, I always, I, I always wondered how they were going to do that, especially with the way that they, um, they kind of sort of tied off his story a couple of episodes ago. But remember, I was saying that there was something she had said in an episode, and I think it was during her voiceover where she, she said, um, it seemed like Tom Christie was dead or something like that. And I was like, hmm, something tells me they're going to bring him back. I don't think they've written him out yet. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad because, again, we talked about a few episodes ago with the start of the seventh season, how it looked like they are actually tying off some of these storylines and not letting them stay open, not letting them linger. So I'm glad that he was able to come back and she and him were able to have an actual conversation and he was able to confess how he felt to her like not in in the moment now because there's no danger so you can actually be very frank about your feelings but you can put it all out there she can put what she has to say out there and you have closure for both you know for both characters and then he's now up he's gone and now I think we're finished with seeing him because I don't think book wise i don't recall him playing mm. another you know any other part okay. in their story but of course i've only gotten to a certain point but i don't mm-hmm. think i don't recall hearing him being involved in anything so i think now we are finally done with the christie story and okay even though the story for al alan and malva didn't end in a favorable way for either of them i'm glad that at least for tom he has some kind of peace now, I feel like, you know? Yes. Um, yes. I'm, I don't know why, why I'm saying this when I wanted that man to fall off a horse and die. Okay. So I am <laughs> glad that he is alive mm-hmm. and hopefully he can make a few changes about his judgment of other people. However, he was going to sacrifice himself knowing that he didn't commit the crime, but knowing that Claire didn't commit the crime. So he gets a pass and I'm glad he's not going to have to die for it. Yeah. And he got him a, he got his one kiss. That's going to, you know, take that's him to his grave. Take him through everything. Yes. It's going to sustain yes. him. I mean, he just looks so light sitting at that table with her. He just seems so light and, you know, mm-hmm. happy. Right. But here's the thing. So this was the thing that was interesting to me about, what he told her and when they discussed the fire and everything. So he says someone from Fraser's Ridge gave him the news of the fire. I'm like, so I realized everyone from Fraser's Ridge didn't come to the big house to help with the, you know, help put out right. the fire. Mm-hmm. But it makes no sense that someone would give him the news and make him think that Claire and Jamie are dead when they clearly wasn't dead. You know, like literally they sat there and tried to put the fire out. They were there. It, it, know, it had to be someone who wasn't there that heard about the fire and just assumed that they were dead. But you would think if even if that's the case, that fire would have been a top uh, a topic of gossip. So you would think that somebody else in Fraser's Ridge, if he would have said, oh, you, you know, um, you know, Mr. Fraser and Miss uh, Miss Fraser are died. You know, are dead, and 
somebody else would be like, no, they're not dead. Because, I mean, they had a whole funeral for Mrs. Bug where they both were there. She sang Correct. the profession processional. So it's like, why would someone say, or maybe that was just what he interpreted once they said, oh, it was a big fire, the house burnt And down. he didn't ask any questions. And, and then the person wasn't giving any extra details about it because it could be someone who heard about the fire but who's from Fraser Ridge who didn't tell him and didn't give him any details and he just assumed that they were dead yeah that because other than that it doesn't make sense because he's not a talkative man so he's not going to get into the meat of things and say well who was there and what happened and right the big house burned down mm-hmm. and then for him to place an obituary he could have place that obituary anywhere and if he didn't go back to Fraser's Ridge which he said he did not do mm -hmm. um you know he I guess that would be the the thing for him if he had gone back to Fraser's Ridge someone would have told him that Jamie and Claire were alive mm -hmm. you know Lizzie could have told him one of the twins could have told him you know somebody would would have been there to be like well no they're, they're okay but he didn't go back to the Ridge because his family is not there you know i doubt that she told him about Alan and what he confessed because then she would have to like answer where he is so I think she probably just let no him and then you you do you really want to tell a father what the son did yeah. even until even though it's not your daughter but do you really want to to what he did to his sister no no, that's not a conversation I would want to have. Mm -mm. And especially when this man is sitting across from you happy. Right. Yeah, just let him let him have his happiness and let him go wherever it is he's going to go now because he's obviously not going back to Fraser's Ridge now. Like, I don't think... Because, <laughs> because you know that he knows that Claire is going to tell Jamie about what happened. Mm -hmm. And even though he did it spur of the moment not meaning any disrespect i don't think he would go back to the ridge just because when and if jamie and claire ever go back he wouldn't want to have to look at jamie in the face and the thing is jamie just gonna look at them look at him with uh sympathy because that's how he feels even when she said you know um did you tell him how i felt you know about you or whatnot he's like yeah but he understands how you know about mm -hmm. loving me yeah. So and then he thought it was funny. See, because he's secure, secure in this relationship, you can Very tell. Because so. he would make it, you know, making jokes on her. But then she wouldn't answer the question. Did you like it? Well, honey, did you like it or not? Because you, you won't she answer might... my question. No. No. Okay, because <laughs> if not, I will have to feel some type of way about it. But but you know, you kind of have to wonder because after they're having that conversation, that's when she and Jamie finally get down to the nitty gritty and I was laughing the whole time I was watching this scene because when we had the conversation in the last episode and you were talking about the lack of intimate like physical intimacy mm -hmm. between them mm -hmm. I had to kind of like I had to fumble around for an answer because I couldn't tell you that was coming up because you hadn't seen the episode yet so I was like well, you know, with Jamie and, and Claire we don't really need to see the physical intimacy to know how close they are and I was like but we get it all in the next episode. <laughs> yes, we did. Because is this where... Yeah, because, you know, he was feeling some type of way. Ooh, another man want my wife. But is this where he started talking about all the, the things that she has done to him? 
Yes, I think th I think this is. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was one of the yeah, it was one of those like Yeah, you know. had a knife to me one time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, so when when he's saying all of that, I was just like, Yeah. There there's no there's no uh dampening of the uh physical attraction yeah. right there between them. Mm -hmm. But I love their scenes because you have some of their intimacy scenes where they are so serious. And then you have the ones like these that are so silly, but still so serious. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, well, we do get to see that they can still enjoy those types of things at their age. Oh, and I did look it up. So technically speaking, Claire is 61 at this time. Okay. Because okay. when she first went back to 19, uh, excuse me, 1743, she was 27 years old. So if you okay. do the math around this time, depending on what year this is, I think this is this should be around, I think, 77. She should be 61. So we do get to see at yeah. 61 and Jamie, that will make Jamie 57. They can still have a little fun. Right. And then he he reminded us when the lady had said she'll come into her full power when when um she has a head full of white hair. So he's mm -hmm. like, what's to come? Yes, this is the scene when he talked about you clawing me, you had a knife to me. I'm like, you know what? I like love it. Y'all like y'all like that 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 rough stuff. Okay. Right, you stabbed me once. But, oh, when he was talking about you stabbed me in the uh, butt with one of your, what was this, uh -huh. syringe. She was like, uh -huh. well, you deserved it. <laughs> but, I, you know, uh -huh. it's it's nice to see them have some lightheartedness. Yeah, it is. That's what really, yeah. Because and this episode is not necessarily, I, I won't say it's a rough episode, but, you know, they're in the process of trying to get to scotland mm -hmm. they stop into a town to pick up supplies and they see mr i think it's his his name is hartnett from the sons of liberty mm -hmm. and he sees jamie and you know he starts talking to jamie about oh are you here to join the cause and jamie's like no my wife and i have some personal business to attend in scotland i do plan on joining the war if it you know once i come back but we have to do that this dude basically forces Jamie to sign up to lead militia for this war. Talking about, oh, well, I think your personal business in Scotland can wait. Who asked you? For an emergency, it's already bad enough that by boat, it's going to take them months to get to Scotland. You got the nerve to say, oh, your personal business can wait. How do you know? Right, you don't know what I'm doing. Girl, I was so mad. And then, like Jamie said, he was like, I saved your life. You saved my life so I could fight another day. Well, today is that day. Today is that day for you so you can fight another day. Say she's not wanting to fight. Right, I'm going back home. I was so mad when that day. I was like, you know what? I said, y'all gonna learn at some point Y'all are going to stop trying to force Jamie Frazier to do shit. 
because one of these days it's going to bite you in the ass. Mm -hmm. Because now he knows you don't have no loyalty to him. You want him because you know who he is. You know, he can command people. You know, he's one of those men that can get people to come on his side and to fight. And you're using him for that purpose, which, yeah, y'all going to war. You need people. I understand that. But even to the point where you're like almost blackmailing him. Oh, okay. Well, if you're not going to do this, I can conscript somebody else to come in your place. So who's going to come in your place? You. Oh, <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, God, I that. Yeah, but I was too, because I'm like, oh, here we go. So he's not going home. He right. is not going home. Oh, no. Even yeah. though at the end, I was like, well, I see possibilities for Ian. But we'll talk about that in a minute. So, but yeah, I was like, okay, here we go. Back into the war again. Right. And then not only just him, but. Of course, Claire is like, okay, well, well she ain't going nowhere. Are, yeah, y'all are gonna need doctors, so I'll join you. And then Ian is like, yeah, so I'm gonna join too. And Jamie was like, no, I promised your mother I was gonna bring you home. You need to go home. And Ian is like, this is I love this land. I want to fight for it mm -hmm. because if you think about it, Ian has probably spent just as much time in the Americas. As he has in Scotland, I don't remember exactly at this point how many years it's been, but let's see. I would assume Jeremiah is at this point, he's probably like eight, nine, maybe, because Mandy looks like she could be about four, five-ish. Mm -hmm. well, they, they, they were talking about her going to school, so she's got to be about five, maybe. So... Yeah, Ian has probably been in the Americas for almost as long as he was in Scotland. And you got to remember, he has emotional tie mm -hmm. to the place. So, you know, his first wife, you know, that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. His you child know, is buried there. Buried here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, right. right. He's a part of the land. So for him, this is home, too. Mm -hmm. And he's not going to leave his aunt and uncle. He's not going to leave Jamie. Like, him, and Jamie him and Jamie are bound for life. And I, I you know, right. I, love, I love the part in this episode where, you know, at the beginning of the episode, we start out with Roger and Brianna at Lallybrock. Mm -hmm. They've been there for two years now and um, they've been renovating it. And when they're talking to the contractor, the contractor is like, I'm I'm glad you guys are trying to keep the original this, that, and the other. He was like, but are you sure you're not going to let me patch that slash at the top of the stairs, you know, because it looks unsightly. And it's the slash where the British soldiers came through the house the day that Ian was born looking for who, had, uh, you remember Fergus uh, mm -hmm. shot off the gun. So they were looking for the gun and they were going through the house and they were just being assholes because they are. And they slashed that portrait up there. I was like, that's a cute little throwback because that was when Ian was born. Jamie had him in his arms in that bedroom across the way, trying to make sure that the British didn't find him because he right. was the Dunbonnet at the time and he was wanted. 
So I was like, oh, I like the way that they kind of tied Jamie and Ian's past to Brianna and Roger's present or future, however you want to look at it. I like the fact that you have those little ties that that bind them, even though yeah. Brianna and Roger are completely in different Another time. time. Yeah. But I love it too, because it's like everything that happens, I'm like, how does it relate mm-hmm. to the past? Mm-hmm. So... Just like that little, you know, in the um, opening credits, you know, they always show scenes from episodes. They showed the thing about the desk, you know, where um, somebody was pulling the covers off the desk. So I was like, okay, so what desk is that? I'm trying to remember if there was a desk that was in the first season or in maybe, let's see, not the first season. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie did go back to uh, Scotland. Was that the first season or set? No. Wait. Mm-mm. No, it was. So I was trying to figure out. I was like, okay, so this desk is going to be important at some point. But I like, again, seeing how that how that's going to tie together. Mm-hmm. Because even though they have the chest from Jamie and Claire, we haven't really seen them mess with it uh we definitely didn't see them mess with this episode no just the he just had the um mullet that's all he had and he was like rubbing it and was like hmm yeah why is this coming out he was like oh wait this is gold it's gold yes and then here we go again i knew you was about to say that I, when they did that in the episode when he was talking about the gold <sighs> and he showed it to brianna and she was like or he was like do you think we should ask Jeremiah? And again, I said, go ask your child. He's getting too old for this. I know. Because by the time he's 16, he's going to be like, I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. I can't even oh. find it for you. I kind of feel like Jimmy, even though he's living in this time now, I feel like he's still holding on to like the memories of his yes. so He is. I don't, I don't just, think it'll... I don't but think still, ask it. him now because I he can, he can show you a little bit better when y'all go where this the gold is, is. This is true because yes, because you're in the they're in the 1980s now mm-hmm. there, so of course things will have changed because even when they um when they came through the stones at Ocracoke, you know Ocracoke in the past had all of the trees. It was a full river. And then when mm-hmm. they came through the stones and they were walking, the river had all but dried up. So we don't know what else, so. what other changes have happened in that part of North Carolina. Right. There's been uh, stuff torn down, construction. Now, I know there's not too much you're going to do to get rid of a cave. But yes, still, it's not much. And it's but depending on what area is, if it's a hike, they'll be okay. But there's a subdivision somewhere around there. Or some, you know, cabins. Yeah, you know, but like I mean, we go to the cabins, but that's it. Yeah, but it, but the landscape of, around it is going to change. So it that'll should. be different for him. He won't know, like... He won't like, know, like, oh my goodness, this is... So ask the child. <laughs> I can Don't think about it. When I saw it, I said, oh, Michelle's going to be like, yes, ask him. Yes, I'm thinking, oh, this is where they're going to call him in. Can't worry about some biscuits missing. No. Let's find out about this gold. 
Okay. And so that's the other thing because Jimmy is talking about this knuckle V. Mm-hmm. And he says that they've been seeing someone or something and this thing threatened to hurt Mandy if he said anything about it. And I was like, so in the books, when I was reading, I was up to the part about the knuckle V. And that's what I was talking to you about when I said there's something going on where Jimmy and Mandy keep coming across like a spirit or a person there. But I never found out who or what that thing was. I didn't okay. get that far. So now we're at a point in the show where I'm complete. Like I have no idea what's going on completely. So I'm curious yeah. I I don't like, I'm I don't know if it's a spirit or a person. I'm feeling like if he eating the biscuits or she eating the biscuits, it, it has to be, be a, a physical. Yeah, that be a physical being. But I'm like, because because so, the spirit is not gonna want to eat no. some crisp and biscuits with honey. No, <laughs> but it does call the question. But who? Yeah, like who? Like is this somebody who has ties to? Jamie's family, or is it somebody who has ties to Roger? Could it be a could it be another traveler who knows about them and is like, I don't, I don't know. It's like I don't know. I want it to be one of those three things, though. I don't want it to be like a complete stranger that has no point. No, I want it to be some someone connected to the family. Mm-hmm. It has to be. It will be real. I'll take a traveler. <laughs> I'll take a relative. Mm-hmm. See, I had thought at first, I was like, maybe it could be like one of them traveling through through time or whatever. You know, like, mm-hmm. you, you know how you see sometimes you'll see uh, somebody seeing a version of themselves. But even if it was, let's say, Roger traveling back from some other time or whatever i don't think that he would threaten the kids no he wouldn't have not him no so mm -mm. i definitely don't think it would be brie or claire because but you know what roger would do it if he's thinking about see this is where other time travel movies get played in my head about the paradox and you don't want the paradox Mm -hmm. to happen so the only way for the kids not to say daddy is you eating the biscuits mm-hmm. is to threaten them and say don't say anything about me because but i don't but, but I don't it's not it's not say, roger it's yeah, not roger. he wouldn't it, say i'll hurt mandy if you say something he wouldn't do that and then like like you said jim would recognize if it was his father right that's what i'm saying so it it, it can't be the immediate family so it has to be like a relative because at this point and you'll be able to help me so where's jamie's sister's kids besides ian like where's their great grandkids like where are the rest of the family are they spread out i mean i don't know did they talk about in the books at all not that i know i haven't gotten that like where where they are Mm -mm. like are they in america or moved yeah because you gotta think like well so I remember back in season two or three. Had to be two. It was before it was before Jamie sent Claire back. He signed the deed. Of, matter of fact, 
was it Ian that he signed the deed over to? You remember right before right before the Battle of Culloden, Jamie and Claire went to sign over the deed of Lallybrock that way when he died, Lallybrock would stay safe. Or I think it was before he did. I remember it, but who? I think it was Ian. I'm thinking. So if that was the case, Ian's children, if they did go back to Scotland, if he had children, we don't know what's going on. We do know that there's a little flirtation with him and Miss Hunter, but is that enough to result in a marriage? And if so, if Ian decided to go back to Scotland, would she have gone with him? Right. I have no idea about these. Right. Kids. We have no idea. So that's just that's the hard part. So I, I would I would probably say it's safe to say that maybe just throughout the generations, Jamie's family scattered. Just kind of scattered. And I hate Lottie that. Rock just, I guess, just kind of got left by the wayside until Roger mm -hmm. and Rihanna got it. For it. So, Which yeah. happens. Okay. Yeah. But I, I don't know. You know, at first I thought I was like, okay, maybe it's Wendigo Donner coming back. Like, but I was like, no, he wouldn't have known about Lally Brock. No, it, it has Carolina. to be right. So I don't know who it could be to sit there. And obviously he's been coming more than once for, you know, Jimmy to mention it. This is not just a one-time thing. Like, oh, the knuckle, the knuckle of E. You know, we saw one one time. I don't think, I think it's a recurring thing, or at least it was in the books where it was somebody who was coming regularly. But um, I think Roger and Brianna thought that Jim was just kind of making it up at first because, of course, he missed everything and he couldn't talk about, you know, mm -hmm. granddad. His imagination. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, so I don't know, but it's like... I'm trying to speculate and just from what we know about time travel and the people that we know, I feel like I was like, okay, so it can't be Claire. It's not Brianna. It's not Roger. Those three, definitely not. Aside from Galus Duncan, I mean, it could be one of her other descendants because Roger is a descendant of hers. So it yes, have, you know, but I, I don't. Mm -hmm. know. What if it's or or it could be Roger's dad? Oh, that's a good theory. Could be. It could be. I still don't because know. You, you said that he was he's missing, but we're figuring out. Well, did they actually say where he is in the books? Like, is, is he knows. in the stones or is he missing? Like, I think. Far as Roger knows, his father died, but I don't think okay. I don't re I don't recall the details on that, like whether or not they ever found him or whether he was trapped in the stones. I do remember that there was. I hear a lot about trapped in the stones, so I'm like, well, maybe he's out of the stones. Could be. I still don't know if I feel like he would say, I will hurt your sister. I will hurt her if you say anything about me, especially if he's figuring out that this is his family. But again, the other thing is, if it's Roger's father, unless he followed them from the Wakefield residence to Lallybrock, 
I don't mm-hmm. see why he would be there at Lally Brock because he wouldn't know of Roger's connection to Lally Brock. No, but he could have followed, you know what I'm saying? He could have followed them. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too. I was like, how far is the Wakefield residence from Lally Brock? Because for them to be staying in a caravan in front of Lally Brock for two years while it's being renovated, I was like, hey, look, we can go stay at the no, Wakefield residence. I think it's, we'll I think it's far. Yeah, it was like a day trip. I think it's far. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I know, know that. But the caravan looked nice. I mean, they got a decorated on the outside. So I'm like, okay, so it's taking some time to renovate. Two years, though, you're in, in that little thing with little kids? First of all... But land. Look at the land. Once we go outside, I understand. it's like the people who live in RVs. We're just going to go to sleep in there. I and when it rains. But... You are a young married couple. There's like, how do you find private time? You go to the house and lay a blanket down <laughs> when the kids are sleeping. They've been they were out, they've been outside a lot of times. <laughs> and in that house, in the one room that's renovated. <laughs> the first room was the kitchen. So they probably been all over that kitchen. Oh, yeah. Could be. Could be. <laughs> Look, his office look good. They in that office too on the desk. That office looks good. Right. It's in the so chair. It's so weird though to think about this is supposed to be Lally Brock and to see mm-hmm. it so, you know, for those times, modernized. It's just, mm-hmm. it's really weird because I'm sitting there trying to imagine like you remember seeing Lally Brock earlier on and I was just like, okay, so where are where were those stairs supposed to be? And I know that was where he brought them in to talk to them. So it was so mm-hmm. weird to see no stone, no floors, all of that. And it's like just trying to imagine Jenny coming down those stairs, pregnant and standing by the fireplace. It was just it, it's so strange to think about it like that and to see it the way it is now. Right. You know? Oh, look, remember that secret room in the pantry? Mm-hmm. That still that works. Yes, we'll got light. Bu- <laughs> because uh, if that's the place where uh Jimmy locked Amanda, right? Uh-huh. So they got they got plenty of they got plenty of spaces. This is true. But I'm they're, sorry. They're plenty of spaces. I'm not I'm not trying to have relations on a stone floor. That's just that can't be comfortable. They have no well now. It's not. Different. I didn't say they were laying. But um, okay, we're gonna leave Brianna okay. and Roger alone oh, yes. a little bit because we got some other. Well, stuff. no, let's go. Let's. Oh. I I loved how she got her job. Oh yes, okay, yes. Let's go ahead and talk about that, and then we'll go back to the other interesting stuff. Yeah, I love how she got her job. Um, she is definitely it, her mother's daughter. Yeah, she is, and it really did take Roger a minute <laughs> to understand, honey. We're not back in the day. I need you to be a little bit more present. You know I'm an independent woman. I'm going to go to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't, you know, it's it's strange seeing it that way. But I think a lot of that for Roger, if you think about it, when he first went back in time for her, he had some of the same struggles because he couldn't really do what he had been doing back in the past because how do you 
go from teaching history to teaching current current affairs events, current yeah, events without kind of overstepping yeah. and then you know then he got conscripted into to the war and it's like all of that stuff that he learned during the times when he should have been building a career for himself now that he's back here it's like what do, I do? What you do especially but he's writing he's writing but he did say and it's fine I, I i i feel like sometimes we give people a hard time sometimes when they say that they a little a touch he said i'm a bit old-fashioned mm-hmm. yeah because you can integrate those two he's a little old-fashioned that's okay he just wanna he just he just feels like he should be able to support them yeah but, but it's I okay honey other- but the other go thing find is, the gold and you can support her. You know what? <laughs> but I think the the kind of double meaning behind that I'm old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Roger was a modern guy and he went backwards to 200 years and mm-hmm. he had to live a, amongst men in that time. And even though, yes, Brianna was still a little more independent than the women mm-hmm. of that time, he still had not necessarily an image he still had responsibilities and he still had expectations that he was expected to maintain for that time period and so i think and and this one too and this one yeah yeah, and this one too because we're not like it's current we're not in the present no so you got to go back to where they are and Mm -hmm. he should be supporting his you know family but he he has a highly highly strong he does. Independent woman. He does. But also, how do you support them when the one thing you were so confident about doing, your faith has now been shaken? So it's kind of like you're coming back to this thing probably like close to your 30s now, if he's not already 30, or maybe a little bit older than that. Older. And oh yeah, because Claire's 61. That means they are close to 40 now. But mm-hmm. you have to come back to a time and now you have to re you have to figure out who you are again because you have because you can't be a pastor being a pastor and now your faith mm-hmm. is shaken because you're like, hey, if God if God existed, if God was in control, then how were we able to do this? How were we able to change the, the past so that your parents survived? And because they have no clue that the obituary was placed in error so mm-hmm. technically speaking they they probably didn't change anything you know that is true roger we didn't think no about that knowing that no roger has no way of knowing that so it's but honestly they they didn't change it it was always going to happen this way that's the whole that's the whole problem with time travel it was always going to happen this way right but that's events. what i'm saying yeah he, but they don't get they, they don't know that because one, they didn't know what date the, the obituary was. They just mm-hmm. read, they just remember that Jamie and Claire died in a fire. Well, the fire happened and they didn't die. So he's just automatically assuming, oh, hey, we changed it. We changed it. You know, not realizing, oh, the obituary was actually placed after the fire because someone else thought that they, they were died. dead. Yeah. Right. So, and you are always going to go back. And Brianna was always going to make that match. That she shouldn't have made. <laughs> and clear was going And the car and the airplane. But that's right. another day or time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll <laughs> talk about that another. But yeah, so it it 
I don't know. Roger's going to have to figure some stuff out. Like he probably could go back to teaching, but he one, he's been gone for so long. He's probably going to have to go back to school at least for a little bit. He's going to have to, you know, again, they've been back for roughly two years, maybe close to three years at this point, but still, is that enough time for you to catch up on everything and then yeah. fall back into the role that you were in before you left, you have a whole different set of life experience now than when you were here before. And it's kind of like, how do you, how do you go and teach what you're supposed to teach when you have insider knowledge of other things that happen that may not be public knowledge that may not be in history books? How do you go and, and, integrate what you know with what you're supposed to teach and still mm -hmm. one keep yourself safe because of course if you start saying some things that you may not need to be saying people are going to start looking at you like okay something is wrong yeah we had to um commit him yeah so it's one of those things where i guess roger's gonna have to figure it out but in the meantime, Brianna knows what she wants to do. She's been knowing what she wanted to do. And even when she was at the Ridge, she was doing those things. You know, she was trying to figure out how to do like, not necessarily indoor plumbing, but, you know, try to figure out a way to get them water and to do this and to mm -hmm. do that. So um, this is kind of right up her alley. But yeah, that, let's talk about the, <laughs> that interview. Because when it happens, when she said she had a job interview and she was sitting there and the guy was sitting there eating a sandwich. And what did he say? Uh, if you can, um, don't you want to go get us some coffee? If you can, uh, if you can follow those directions, you're going to do good here. I was like, whatever job she's applying for, I don't, I don't see that working out at all. No, it's because not. Because of the way that he was talking to her. And then when she was looking at the cafeteria lady, like, can you believe this? The cafeteria lady is looking at her like, this is, this is what happens. This is normal. Like she yeah. wasn't bothered by it. Then when Brianna sits down and she gives him her resume and she was like, so here are my qualifications. I've studied this. I've done this. I've done this work and blah, 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 blah. And he was looking at her. He was like, hold up. Uh, I think there's a misunderstanding. We're needing the secretary. She was like, Okay, that's all well and good, but that's not what I'm applying that's for. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here for the plan inspector position. It's like, but you can't do that. You're a woman. She said, and the way that she said <laughs> because I loved it, it was like she was she was confident in what she was gonna ask, but at the same time, I think she was trying to figure out, okay, is this the right thing for me to do? Like she was kind of, I don't want to say hesitant, but it's like, she's trying to, she's trying to be tactful, but she's also trying to say, you're not about to push me away. And it just came across. She was like, so what part of this job requires you to have a penis? And the guy was penis? like, what? Like, did she just around, say that to me? He was looking around like, did anybody else hear her say? And then he was like, it's, it's a rough job, you know. And, 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 and then and she she did it with a look on her face like, I'm really asking you. Because mm -hmm. like I, maybe I read the description of the job wrong. Like right. what requires you to have. Right. Like this is not rhetorical. 
And he was like, oh, this job is rough. And, you know, the guys, the men, blah, blah, blah. She was like, so you mean to tell me that you've hired, you hire guys that will assault women? And he was like, no, no, no. I was like, she is definitely her mother's daughter. Because she is just telling him and he's just looking so uncomfortable, like everything that he's saying, she's rebutting. And then she was like, oh, okay. So while we're here, let me tell you that I saw you had water coming out the spillway over the dam and it should be doing this and it should be doing that. And that means that this Mm -hmm. is wrong and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, if you give me a moment, I can tell you what's wrong with it. I can tell you how to fix it efficiently and, you know. He was just looking at her like, what else can I say? Clearly, you need to give her the job. Right. Because after all of that, she's clearly proven that she knows what she's doing. And she can handle the men. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. But I mean, for now, she can handle him. Right. But I'm I'm kind of feeling like you she can handle the men if you can handle the men back in back in the day. This is so, you know what I'm saying? So, like, honey, I've been through a lot. I can handle this job. Mm -hmm. But they're not going to scare me off. No, they're not. But she didn't even have that problem back. Well, I will say this, too. Aside from Stephen Bonnet, nobody really messed with her like that. No, because she had a lot of... um, confidence beforehand Mm -hmm. i mean we can say all we want to say about her dad Mm -hmm. but he did a lot with her you know what i'm saying so i guess like you said he knew that she was gonna go back Mm -hmm. because he he prepared her i don't feel like she prepared her because i'm gonna be honest with you we can we can all disagree or, or agree i don't know how it's written in the books i don't feel like she was really close to her mom until after the truth came out. Yeah, we, we yeah, we talked about that. Because, we thought, okay, so we're all clear on their yeah. relationship was exchanged. So she didn't, strange, she's like her yeah. mother. She's like her mother. She's already was strong, mm-hmm. but her dad also like continued to foster and encourage that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because I mean Claire, like I said um a couple of episodes ago, she could only I feel like there was that wall between her and Brianna because, of course, one, you look at Brianna, you see Jamie. Mm-hmm. And this is somebody that you loved so desperately, so deeply, so, like, completely, and you can't even talk about it because of the agreement you made with Frank. Mm-hmm. So then I feel like not only because she looked like Jamie, but also because she may have been compelled to tell Brianna the truth at any moment and so instead of doing that she's just like okay you know what and i don't think it's something she did on no and and then input and then pursuing her career she just she just went Mm -hmm. full steam ahead too you know what i'm saying and she knew she was being taken care of with frank i don't think it was purpose but you know she just had a little distance with her daughter Mm -hmm. and that happens so i think in in a sense that also made brianna tougher too Mm -hmm. you know because she did have to kind of stand up for herself in a lot of things and then you go 200 years into the past and you have a father like jamie fraser who's gonna one also teach you about what you need to survive back then and two 
is not going to let anybody touch her. Mm-hmm. You know, and then she had Roger as well. So, yeah, what was it? Roger said he said, "I'm not worried about you. I, I'm I'm worried about the men that you're going to be working for because they don't know what they they don't know what they have coming." Mm-mm. They yes. don't because they think, oh, is she a regular woman? Mm, nah, nope. Mm-hmm. And she's probably she's probably going to be smaller than the rest of them. Like they'll probably have some big dudes working, and then mm-hmm. she's going to be this little thing, and they're going to be like, "Are we supposed to take orders from her?" No, because you know that's how it is. Especially this yep. the 1980s. Yeah, it's probably going to be. Yeah. So we're about to see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was that was a very fun. Um, fun interview i don't think you'll have many interviews like that that was a fun one to watch no. and that dude he just looked like oh, what the hell to say no you can in real life we're not gonna have one of those interviews because we're not gonna get a job nope they're gonna be like oh yeah let me go it worked for her it's gonna be a little more submissive or a little yes. more whatever whatever yeah, especially when you can't ask a person. Just imagine you being interviewed. You ask, "Well, what part of the job requires a penis?" Do you already know? Go ahead and walk right. away. Right, because in this day and age, somebody you ask somebody that they're probably gonna be like, "Oh, that's a walking HR violation." Let me not. Let me because they will find some things mm-hmm. not that we're doing that, wrong, but they'll probably be like, "Oh." She's the type of person who's going to say anything. And yeah, they're not going to want to deal with that. No. And see when there's um, injustices and and point them out. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, Let's see. Anything else we need to discuss about the future before we go back to the past? Because I really want to talk about Mr. uh, of Ellesmere. The future is good. Okay, the future is good. So let's talk about the ninth Earl of Ellesmere, Mr. William Ransom. So at the beginning of the episode, we see him and his cousin, Hal's son, which I was like, what the hell is Hal? You know, Lord John's brother. Uh I didn't know he was still alive, but apparently he is. And his son is also part of the army. He's getting shipped out to New York. And William is not yet. I don't think he's been assigned anywhere. But while they're out, you know, drinking, first of all, the cousin puking his guts out. Mouth full of vomit stuff. And you're gonna pull out your um, you're gonna pull out your flask and share your alcohol with this same oh. person. I was like, you know what, this is why people back in the 1700s got sick and died so much. Yeah. Like, I understand alcohol is supposed to kill germs, but ew, he literally just finished throwing up. Anyway, so they come around the corner and there's a commotion because one of the British officers has been in a whorehouse and he has kicked the whore out onto the street because he says she has the pox and tried to give it to him. Now, of course, she claims that she didn't. She didn't know. And he is being very cruel to her and being encouraged to do it by his other soldiers Mm -hmm. while William and his cousin kind of look on in horror. That is the one thing I will say. William had a look of horror on his face. I was like, okay, we see that he he does not like the other British soldiers. 
So this dude sets this woman on fire and everybody else is just sitting there chanting, let her burn, let her burn or whatever it was they were chanting. William is the only person who comes to her aid. He takes off his coat, he puts it on her, but it's a little too late because the fire has raged just that much and she's like severely injured. So then he gets ready to fight the person who set her on fire. And of course, you know, commanding officer comes out and the the madam of the whorehouse comes out and they have to break up the fight. But immediately I was like, okay. So I feel like from the beginning, you are, you are showing us who William is as a person because at right this point, that's what i thought too we've only even mm. we we have only met him as a child and then that brief introduction with him and lord john when brianna meets him so you're showing us this is a man who is compassionate this is a man who is not cruel very much like his birth father and very much like lord john you know right and you had to because that doesn't just because your dad is compassionate and kind the doesn't one that's raising you, Lord John, doesn't mean that you are. So we needed to see what type of character mm -hmm. he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he is a loyal soldier to Britain. And the next day he is called by his commanding officer to complete a task. You know, the commanding officer even kind of, you know, praises him for what he did he said i heard that there was some trouble last night i also heard only one soldier stepped in and you know william was like it didn't do much good because apparently the you know she died but mm -hmm. the commanding officer says to him he was like but you know it takes a strong person or brave person to stand up to your fellow soldiers because everybody else knows i i can guarantee you if it wasn't for William's title, they probably would have jumped him that night mm -hmm. for stepping in, for confronting the other soldier. They probably would have, they probably would have um, attacked him. They probably would have beaten him, but because he is who he is, they're not going to touch him. Not to no, mention not. who his dad is. They're not going to yeah. touch him. Nope. They're not. So I kind of feel like the, the mission that the officer gave to William, I feel like, yes, you gave it to him because of the type of character he has, where you know that he is loyal, he is strong, he is going to do what he's supposed to do. But I also feel like you did it to kind of get him away from those other people as well. Right. So that that, that kind of thing won't happen. But he gives he gives William three missives and he's like, they're supposed to go to these three people. Don't look at the contents and their names will not be on it. So you have to memorize the names. So William takes off on his horse to go to, I think it was Virginia, where he's supposed to deliver these letters. Now, while he's getting ready, while he's doing this, he comes across a snake in the road and his horse gets startled and bucks him off the horse he rolls down the hill and as he's rolling a stick embeds itself in his arm i know and you know i was looking at that like oh my god that's so gross and looking at his wound and that's so gross and i was sitting here thinking to myself hanako you watch the walking dead every fucking week and this is gross 
I thought the same thing though. I was like, oh, "Ooh, okay. his arm, that stick." It, it, yeah, it looks painful. Well, so because with everything that happens in The Walking Dead, you're like, okay, but this is something like literally, I can go outside and stumble, and that can happen to me. Mm-hmm. And not so only it looks that, a little bit more realistic. And not so only that, like, that, that literally can happen. He's doing it in a time where they don't have antibiotics. He doesn't yes, have was... access to Claire's penicillin. Um, well, I'm like, pull yeah. the stick out, dude. Pull it out. Pull the stick out. Pulled it out and wrapped his arm. Now I would give him, I would give it to him. He kept going on his mission through the great dismal swamp. He kept going. He kept, he kept on with his mission on foot because his horse bolted after the whole snake incident. But of course, you can see him as he's going through. He's getting weaker and weaker from the blood loss, or maybe at this point his arm has gotten infected or something like that. So he's standing by the stream and he hears something. He turns around and it's Ian and Rollo because Ian, like he told Jamie, um, he went to go treat with, was it the the Squawney, he said, Indians, where he was Mm going to try to say, hey, you guys come fight on our side instead of on the British side. So Ian comes to him and they have a little conversation and William is proud but he's also hurt so he has to ask for help he's asking for food and drink and Ian was like you don't look like you have any money he was like I don't have any now but I can get I can get you some and then you know that's when Ian sees the wound and he asks him his name and when he says William Ransom Ian's like oh Oh, I know who you are (laughs) hi cousin right yeah so he does tell William that you know Jamie is his uncle and that he knows Lord John. He also said, yeah, I've met you before too when you came to Fraser's Ridge. That was so long ago. And William is like, I'm sorry, I don't remember. So they start having conversations about different things. And he he asked William, uh, excuse me, William asked Ian about his time with the Mohawk. And they, they come to a conversation where they're talking about death. Because William, of course, is thinking that he's probably going to die because of this this infection, and it's so weird because he's saying this, and then at the same time he's telling he's telling Ian he doesn't need a doctor because Ian is like, "We got to find you a doctor. I don't need a doctor." Ian was like, "Yeah, okay, we'll like see. yeah, you need a doctor." So Ian gets to work cleaning out the wound because it still has wood splinters in it, which I'm like, "What you take those out?" You was walking around for how long with wood splinters? But you weren't even thinking that. You just took the big chunk out and was like, okay, I'm good. Wrap it up and keep going. But the moment that your arm got this big and is red like your, your uniform, something should have told you to look at that wound and see what was going on. I, but, you know, I guess they don't do medical. I, I guess they don't do first aid one-on-one in no. British soldier training. No. So they're having a conversation about death songs, and Ian was telling um telling him about death songs that the that the Mohawk do when you know someone comes to the end of their life and you know they sing songs about them. And so William starts trying to, to compose his own death song, even though as he says, he doesn't have enough life experience to put in a death song. So he names his full name, William Clarence, whatever, whatever, whatever. 
And then he says, no, that's too long. And then he says his name again, William James. And Ian just kind of looks at him. And I was like, what name Jamie gave him when he made him a quote unquote stinking papist. And he yes. really said, I want a papist name too. And Jamie named him William James. I was like, you don't remember most of the other stuff, but you remember that. Right. But but then how would Ian, why would Ian look like, that's interesting because he because, did look because like. Because he had the name James. Because oh, remember, okay. William doesn't know that Jamie is his father. Oh, because Jay. Oh, the James. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. James. I didn't think about it. That would have th- because if you name your if you that's obvious. Name, I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, if you say your name is William Clarence, blah 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 blah, all this other stuff, and then but you kill William. Okay, my short name is William James. William James. Like, why would you come up with the name James mm-hmm. just all of a sudden? So I think at that point, William. I mean, um, Ian really knew. Like, oh, okay, so Uncle gave him that name, even if. William does not remember that. Yeah. But he does remember that name. And I was just like, oh, that to me, that was um I I don't know. It it kind of touched me because every time that we've seen William, like even the time when he came to Fraser's Ridge, that wasn't that long after Jamie left Hellwater. You know, it may have been a few years, but it shouldn't have been long enough that William wouldn't have remembered him. And even though, yes, in that episode, when we saw them meet again, he was like, was your name Mac? Did you used to be the, you know, the stableman or the groom at, you know, Hellwater? Do you know me? Do you remember me? That sort of thing. It's like even though he doesn't remember certain things, like he he didn't remember meeting Ian at Fraser's Ridge and there's only a, a few other things that he does remember from that time. Clearly that stuck out. So I was like, okay. I wonder now that he's older, like will he start putting things together? If it starts like, because even though granted, he does not look exactly like Jamie because of course you would literally have to find a twin of Sam Hewen. I feel like they did good with the casting. He does have enough of a look that would make you think if you put him and Jamie together, you would probably look and be like, hmm, something about the way he carries himself. Yeah. You know, and I know that's probably uh, conscious on the actor's he's a, part. So yeah, he's, he a, can, and he's a yeah. big boy too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was just like, when he said William James, I was like, oh, okay. And then Ian is sitting there like, okay, I'm I'm sitting here treating my cousin and I can't say that you're my cousin, but it's one of those things where I think Ian feels like, okay, even though you are a red coat, I have an obligation to you because you are family. Mm-hmm. So he does, yeah, so he does take William, um, to a town where he has heard that there is a doctor and this is where we meet the hunters and I was like okay the moment Miss Hunter stepped outside and she started talking the way she looked at Ian and the way he looked at her I was like oh this is going to be Ian's happy end yeah I was like sparkles chemistry I'm excited so and I don't know anything about the hunters from the book 
I don't know anything. I haven't heard anything. So I'm just speculating. But I was like, that was a look that passed there. There's right. Like, and they wanted us to see it because they, they had both had a pause looking at each other like, oh, like mm-hmm. you're familiar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there's a connection. Right. And Rachel didn't, e- Rachel couldn't even speak though. Rachel came out, got the horse and looked at Ian. Ian looked at her. And, Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. So, so I thought it was interesting. I was like, okay, so you guys are showing us who Ian's future wife is. Okay, cool. I don't know. If this is, I don't know if this is his future wife. I'm just speculating. Like I said, because of the look, I'm like, yeah, there, there's about to be something here. I was too. And then I was thinking, okay, now we have diverted to one of my other romance novels because by the end of the episode, Rachel was a tad bit friendly with William. With William, you know what? okay. So and was, William, but William flirts with everyone. I realized because he was halfway flirting with his sister, and he was flirting with Rachel. So William's a flirt. William is just charismatic and he's flirting very charismatic. when the women come when the women come around. Yeah, well, I mean, he comes by it honestly. Yeah, he does. That's what I'm saying. So he because he's like, even with Lord John, even though we know Lord John is gay, and we know mm-hmm. that he has no interest in the women, the times he's a charmer that we've too. Seen him, yes, the women have he's all been like, like when he came to Brianna's rescue and offered to marry her. Like all the men in the room were pissed. All the women in the room were like, "Oh my god!" Like he's choosing her. Yes, yeah. he's choosing her. And then what was the other instant? Um. I think it was Jocasta's wedding where he was there dancing and there were some women looking like, oh, Lord John. John, right. So he got got it honest. Mm -hmm. Right. So he was was kind of flirting with, you know, Rachel too at the end when she was, you know, shaving his face. So I was like, wait a second. Is this going to be a little triangle? Well, I I was thinking about that too because when, when they come... You know, at this point, William is pretty much, he's in bad shape. Mm -hmm. And when Ian leaves, like, okay, they go through this whole thing where they have William on the table and they think they're going to have to amputate his arm because the infection is that bad. That was funny. That that was hilarious. He was was like, like, I don't think so. You're not cutting my arm off. He was like, I would rather die than you cut my arm off. And Ian was like, you are not about to have my uncle slit my throat because I let his son die. Absolutely the fuck not. You are going to get this arm cut off and you are going to live to fight another day. Right. This is not it for you, sir. Right. And I don't know if it was just that he was weak or if it was just the it it could have been just the intensity of Ian, but at some point William is like, "Okay, do what you got to do." And just as Denzel is about to cut the arm off, he like he touches it, and all of this pus starts oozing. He was like, "Oh, okay, so we don't have to cut his arm off now because it's draining. We can get all this out and we can treat it." And again, I'm looking at this pus, and I was like. That is nasty. That is nasty, but I watch The Walking Dead every week. But that is still nasty. Yeah. It's, it's I had different. That Look, it's different. <laughs> so, it is so different. Right. So while William is recovering, that's when Ian takes his leave. 
he he mm-hmm. leaves, you know he takes the horse he leaves some money for for William for them to care for William and you can kind of see this like you said this little flirtation between him and Rachel and then later on in the episode you do see a flirtation with her and William but I think um depending on how much time has elapsed that could explain that because one Ian has left. She doesn't think she's going to see Ian again. So yeah, he was cute to flirt with, but I may never run across his path again. And as far as we can tell, it's just it's just her and her brother there in the house. Mm-hmm. They're Quakers and she probably doesn't have many interactions with men. So of course you see a good looking man come or rather you see two of them come in at the same well, time. In the same day. You be like, who won the lottery and then right. one of them leaves and then here's the other one and once he's all cleaned up and not oozing of stinking pus he look good he's charming he's charismatic oh, okay. if this is what I have to work with I can flirt with this too so I don't know if it's going to be a love triangle I don't know what's going to happen. Like I said, I don't know anything about the hunters from the books, but I just kind of felt like, especially because you in particular have been saying that you need Ian to have his happily ever after that. This is probably going to be the start of that. But then that also makes me worry because of what Archbug said to him, I'll, yes. come, I'll come for you when you have something to lose, when you have something precious to lose. And I was like, because. Right. And that was only- just like, wasn't that just last episode for us? Mm-hmm. And then now this episode, you introduce mm-hmm. a woman and that like, possibly going to be, could right. be his wife. And even though we just met them, I like the hunters already. I do too. I do. I, like them. I, I I do too. So it's now strange. I'm like, oh no. It's strange for me hearing a white man with the name Denzel though, because the only one I know is Denzel Washington. And I keep thinking about the interview. He did an interview on the Graham Norton show. I think it was. And you say what is real, how to really say yes, his name. How you really say his name. And it's Denzel. Mm, and so, I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, that's that's interesting. But okay, whatever. But obviously, and I read. I feel mm-hmm. like it was a woman who said Denzel because they just like sang the song, sang his name out. Well, he just said his mo- he said his mother, um, or rather, he's he made it Denzel because his father is also Denzel. So whenever his mom would call for Denzel, both of them would respond. With mine. Okay. So he, you know, he kind of sort of changed the pronunciation so that they could differentiate. Between yeah, because it's just so interesting, you know, Denzel mm-hmm. and Denzel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Denzel. Right. We're right on the point. Mm-hmm. Denzel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. I just say probably when his girlfriend said that name <laughs> long Denzel. He's like, Oh, I like that. Okay, I'm gonna have my mom call me that. It's a little you different from a day. Stop. <laughs> so yeah, it was it, yeah. it was interesting. But I do like the hunters, though. So. You do. I do. I mm-hmm. do. 
they seem like they are the type of people who um and I don't know much about Quaker religion, so I don't know what their beliefs are and you know how they do things, but these two characters, they seem like they are very steadfast in who they are and very mm-hmm. uncompromising in who they are. Um, but also it's nice to come across some strangers who don't automatically try to kill you or think that you're doing, you know, just they just seem genuinely mm. nice. And like, even though they didn't know what was going on, I mean, think about it. You have someone who looks like a Mohawk Indian and you have a red coat coming to your house. You don't know what the situation is. You already, I'm sure you already know that there's talk of war. So you don't know what's going on. He could have been, you know, shot, whatever, could be bringing trouble to your door but they still opened up their home to help him. And then when Ian left him, it it wasn't like, oh, you have to take him with you. No, we'll take care of him until it's time for him to, mm-hmm. you know, to leave or whatever. So um, yeah, I like them. I'm very interested to see how this thing with, um, with Rachel is going to go with, I am too. I, I got to say William for now, because again, Ian has left, but that would be, interesting to see how that happens because she it almost reminds me of it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Lizzie with the twins like the the way that they were kind of sneaking those looks at each other yeah it it did like hmm so which twin is she going to end up with not knowing that she was going to end up with both of them with both of them but yeah so it's um it's it's going to be interesting to see what the hunters and in particular Rachel bring to the show. Like I said, I really, I really do want this to be like Ian's happily ever after because he deserves it. But yeah, that's gonna be interesting. But it's also nice to have another doctor on the show. Yes. So one who seems like he knows what he's doing. Right. So and then the and the great and she's a great assistant too. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. someone so, else to learn. I want to know. I want to know their that, story. So I'm thinking. Um, well, we're gonna have to see the hunters again because it's just kind of hard for you just to throw them in here and then they're gone once William goes about his way. Yeah, to deliver his papers. Yeah, no, I think they're gonna be around for a minute. Okay. Yeah, at least for a few episodes, if anything. Like I said, because you don't know, know they're in the books or not. I think they are. That's what I was saying. I haven't read it, but I think they are. And I think she does have a relationship with Ian. I don't know if it's the happily ever after type, but I I do think I will gonna... take anything right now for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm desperate for love for Ian. I don't. I don't care. We had to do the uh the bachelor, and this is just one of them. I and we get another. I don't care. He deserves some love and some peace. He does. He does. And to live on a farm. I don't care. I mean, they had. A I'm nice telling cabin. you right now. I they am telling. Nice cabin. They had a they nice do. cabin. They got the water right in front of them. But I'm telling you right now. Something happened to Ian. I I swear to you, I will no longer be on this podcast. I will burn every book. Something better not happen to him. Oh, 
I can't say whether or not something does or doesn't because I because I understand Jamie and Claire have lived a full life <laughs> and they found love and whatever ending we get we gonna get and I'm gonna be okay with that but Ian has been through some shit you saying it with your chest <laughs> so I need him to be okay at the end oh. I live an old man with a lot of kids I just need that yeah that's all i need that's what i need for him mm-hmm. oh that's what, what i'm sitting here looking right now <laughs> so that's how ian got him to agree to the uh amputation he was like he was like no we still need a proper you can't die we still need a proper death song for you you ain't did shit yet oh yeah but also because when he told them he they couldn't amputate <laughs> rachel was like then give thyself off thy table <laughs> She was like, oh, if we can't save your life, you can get the hell on because we're not going to have you just sit here and die. Oh, that puss. Ah, it, it's just so gross. It's so gross. But um, yeah. that was funny. Like, OK, if we're not going to attempt this, then you can just move around, move about your business, get on your horse and leave and we clean up right. for the next person. Right. Get off my table. Stop putting your germs on my table. <laughs> we got to eat later on. Oh goodness. But yeah, so the the little flirty miss after Ian leaves. She's sitting there uh shaving William. And yeah, they're having the conversation. I was sitting there looking, I was like, Yeah, this looks like it's gonna be a thing too. But right. That's why I was like, I'm confused. I'm very confused. Like Again, I, I can understand William is a nice looking man and you think that yeah, but you're not going to see you him had, That's true, but you had a, what you think, a bad boy show up with a wolf yeah. and then you have the good boy in a uniform mm-hmm. well, who has a uniform. You ain't seen a uniform yet, but once you cleaned him up, you realize he got some money. Oh, yeah, no, because at this point, they don't know that William is a soldier. No, but she yeah. know he has some money, that he comes from something. Yeah, I think I... she said, she kind of said it, like, she said something that indicate, like, oh, okay, you, you know, you're about business, you're, right. you're something, or whatnot. And then you got Ian, the bad boy with the, with the wolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, nah, you got a dog, but hey. Right. Now, here's the here's other. He's my favorite type of dog. He is. He's so gorgeous. Yes. Now, here's the other very interesting thing about that shaving scene. Go back so, while that. she's putting the, um, the lather on his face, she tells William, it is a shame that you can't keep your beard. It is of a very striking color. And I'm sitting here looking at his stubble. It's coming in very auburn red. Yeah, it is. Hmm. So yeah, y'all are about to start putting things into motion because you know I told you at some point William does find out that Jamie is his father. I don't know where in the books or how far off we are mm-hmm. from that, but I feel like you're giving us all of these things now because you're preparing us for that. So, hmm, yeah. Well, 
how many episodes do we have this season? 17. Oh, we have 17? Mm-hmm. So we have 10 more to go? From because yeah, I, I mean seven just showed, so we have ten more. Okay, so yeah. then he's gonna find out this season. Wait, is you seven, think it's seven? Okay, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, like I mean we're doing. Wait a minute, we're doing four currently right now. Episode four. What is currently out? No, it's uh six just came out. Six just came out. Okay, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. So eleven more. Yeah. Yes, so. William is going to have to find out. Yeah. Because especially because the final season is only seven episodes. I think. That's all we need. Let's so in this season, oh, this 16 is sixteen episodes. 16, sixteen. Okay, so ten more. So what we gonna get is that he gonna find out about his dad. And we gonna find that gold. We're probably not gonna find the gold until the second half of the uh, of the season because they're they're splitting the season into Monica, two, don't two say eight that episode parts. Wait a second, hold on a second, hold on. So we have two more episodes, and then we have a hiatus for how long? Um, I don't. It better be like the other shows that we watch for a month. Um, from what I am seeing on Google right now, it says uh, the second half later in 2024. So I don't know when in 2024 we are getting them. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to go back to the shave. What what I was saying was um, Rachel has said, one, your speech is better than your clothes. And I can tell you from great caliber. Oh yeah, that's how you're presenting yourself. How he presents yeah. himself. Yeah, because he's right. trying to keep from saying who he is. Yeah, but you can't hide. Him. But you can't hide up that upbringing that he has. So yeah, I was gonna mm. say you can't hide that breeding. Right. You you, you got to throw some slang words in there, sir. And he, I know he's not. No. No. <laughs> and but, you don't hang out in the wilderness, so we clearly know that. Well, he, you know, that's, he's talking to her and he does um, talk about the hunting in the Great Dismal Swamp because she does ask how he came to be there or how he knows. It. And he was like, oh yeah, I've hunt I've hunted there before. You know, doesn't, he doesn't tell her, oh yeah, I own a plantation kind of in these parts or anything like that. But that's when he starts asking her, he mentions something about, I think he, he mentions one of the people he's supposed to be looking for or she does and um he was like oh is it such and such oh and he's known uh, what is it he is a friend he is a friend of someone known to me and he finds out that that person is a rebel so when she gets off the porch he's sitting there looking like why am i delivering something from the commanding officer of the british army to one of the mm -hmm. rebels so he starts looking like Hmm. So I was like, yeah, at some point, William, you're gonna have to make a choice. I feel like I don't know what those missives were. I don't know what they, you know, they they could have been talks of surrender, they could have been, you know, whatever. Probably had something to do with spying because I think when yes. William was when William was getting the missives, he mentioned something about spying. 
and or rather the the commanding officer mentioned something about spying and william basically was like i have no designs to be a spy i don't want to do it and what did mm-hmm. that guy say he said most most men who consider themselves soldiers wouldn't oh you know what he did say most men who consider themselves soldiers wouldn't maybe those people are spies and that's why he said it could be because they're not soldiers they're they're part of the rebellion Hmm. okay Hmm. but um yeah i i like william but some flirting vibes are going on between them so very much so very much so and that's what i was saying i like william I like what we've seen of him so far. And, and I if, guess if like if Ian doesn't see Miss Hunter again, see a her and William thing. The good thing is you see you see chemistry with both of them. Yeah, you do. So it can go either way. Mm-hmm. Except so. it better go to Ian, but that's just <laughs> you know, that's how I feel. You're biased. I know, I know. But you know, with okay. William, but I know this from um, last episode when he met Brianna, I see the, or two episodes ago, mm-hmm. I do see some of that reddish brown. The way they colored his hair, it's it's there. It's very, it has like an auburn tint to it. Yeah, so the thing about it is if he ever just like stands with Jamie or be around him for a minute, he's going to figure it out because they're going to have mannerisms. They already did when he was younger mm-hmm. to the point where they were look across the field and be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. What was we it? What was move. it the grandmother said? Um, she said, we, we said that uh, Willie spent so much time with Mac that he's starting to look like him. And then Jamie happened to see his, his, um, reflection in the mirror when Willie was cleaning the thing he was like oh yeah yeah it's it's, it's time for for me to go me to go yeah time for me to go so yeah but yeah he Mm -hmm. yeah I have a feeling that red is gonna come out just just a little bit Mm -hmm. and he something about the way and again I don't know if this is because the actor is purposefully doing it or if it's just the way that he is and that's why they cast him but even just the way he makes some of his facial expressions or the way he holds himself it's Mm -hmm. kind of reminiscent of jamie yep you know but um yeah that's gonna be interesting it will be but uh, on the other note, Jamie and Claire and the rebels that he is in command of now, they have arrived at Fort Ticonderoga, which is where Jamie was instructed to go. So I'm like, okay, I guess y'all won't be avoiding this war or some of the battles at least. Because I know that there's a battle at Fort Ticonderoga or there's supposed to be something that happens there. Um, but yeah. The American Revolution is on its way. Yes. And it's going to be so interesting because you have all these parts like Jamie, Claire, and Ian were planning to go to Scotland so that Jamie wouldn't have to fight against his son because he refuses to fight for the British. And now he literally has been put into a position where if they go to war, he might be on the battlefield. I need them just to skip town. Just get on the damn boat. 
Okay, but see, the problem is Jamie is still the, I guess you can say the laird, the land yeah, he or whatever is. of Fraser's mm -hmm. Ridge. Mm -hmm. and if so he, he has gets, to. That's going to put everybody else in, in danger at Fraser's Ridge. And he, he has to think about the other people. You've got Lizzie there with her babies because she mm -hmm. probably has had her second child by now. You've got the twins. You've got all these other people who Jamie took in, all the fisher folk that are there. So I know. I just want them to skip town and say they were kidnapped. You, you got to figure that Jamie <laughs> is tired of being a wanted man at this point. Right, he is. And it's it's almost to the point where I could be like, I'm too old to fight in the war. Well, <laughs> I guess. can't say that either because he's not looking. He's, he's not looking, looking old and so he's not looking old at all. Right. So right. And when mm. you can be when you can be captured by by some men, by Richard Brown's men, and you sit there and fight them all. Yeah. yeah so you're not, yeah. You're not too old to fight. No, but you're not I at just, all. I just I it's one of those things where it's like you should have went to a different town. You should have went a different way, but I, I guess it was gonna happen. Don't just walk like, around. Rock around at night so no one see you. Right, with all that red hair. Camp camp on the outskirts of town. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's kind of like what we were saying with the whole Roger and Brianna thing. If it's if it's meant to happen, if he was supposed to be in that battle, there's nothing that they would be able to do to no. keep him from mm -mm. It. like they tried. They tried to go to Scotland. Like, okay, look, we're not we're not about to be a part of this. And you see and something intervene. So I feel like he's probably supposed to be a part of this. I hope that doesn't mean that he's going to have to, you know, fight against William or be, you know, I'm hoping that once he does this, whatever he's supposed to do at Fort Ticonderoga, I don't think it's a permanent post because old dude was kind of like, okay, well, you just need to do this one thing for me and then you can be, up, you can be on your way. You'll just be delayed. So I'm hoping they keep to that and Jamie can take his ass to Scotland because one, I really do want to go back to Scotland and see how everybody is doing. And I know that we are going to Scotland because of the season seven casting news before they started shooting the season. Yeah. Which but is going to be the that. second half though. Yeah. It's coming out 2024. That'll give us some time. Look, that'll give us some time to read. Oh yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. But then we're not trying to catch up. Are we? We're not supposed to surpass what is being on the show. Yeah, no, we're we're gonna do our best to be disciplined. We just want to get up to this point. We can get up to this point and just kind of once we have that little background, we can kind of talk amongst ourselves. Okay, and, be like, and then okay, we so, stop. So this is, is what we think is gonna happen based on what's happened in the book so far. Okay, we so can, we do, can that. do that. Yeah. So that gives yeah. us some. Gives us some time. I'm a little right. sad now that I was thinking, ooh, we got 10 more episodes. Girl, I, w I wish they, but even on network TV or cable TV, even when those shows were doing 22, 23 episode shows, they always took a split in the middle of the, the season. So, yeah, for the holidays. <laughs> It might be a holiday over there. No. <laughs> oh, I just, so, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I but I will say this too. 
as much as I would like to be able to watch the episodes without a break, I'm kind of glad that we do have a break because that extends how long we have with the show because Mm -hmm. once those eight episodes air and then the final season episodes, which is I think only six or seven, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. So I I don't mind the hiatus a little bit because it it extends how much longer we Mm -hmm. have to enjoy. And it won't be a big gap before we get season eight. Hopefully, yes. It won't be a it won't be a four hundred and uh, how many days was it this time four hundred and fifty five days or six hundred mm-hmm. it it won't be that so that'll be a good thing oh speaking of which so news that came out this week that I happened to see apparently the prequel series about Jamie's parents has been greenlit so we will be getting a okay. an Outlander spinoff series based on Brian and Ellen Fraser. So, okay. Now, I still wish that we could get more Outlander because, again, she's still writing the 10th book. The 10th book is supposed to be the end of Cla- uh, Jamie and Claire's story. So I don't know how they're going to do the final season for Outlander, if they're going to get notes from her as far as what happens or... If they're just going to write their own end, I I don't know how that's going to go. But at least we know we're getting more Outlander, at least for, you know, Brian and Ellen. Um, but yeah, I, I'm okay with, with the hiatus. So that means this is what episode four we're talking about. So we have four more episodes to discuss before the hiatus um we do have dragon con coming up mm-hmm. i am going to be on the outlander show panel uh at dragon con this year again yay so i will get to talk about that um they're not talking about the books on this panel it's just going to be strictly show okay. which is cool because that means mm-hmm. i don't have to sit here and try to rush to read up until this point but like a, like like you said we're not going to go past where they are in the show because we don't want to spoil ourselves even though i've heard like little bits and pieces of spoilers here and there um oh the other uh, the other thing i did see on twitter is that meryl davis confirmed that we will not be seeing ferguson marsley this season whatever i am so hurt i mean i understand because they're not Anywhere where they'll be a part of the story. Well, they need to come back and be a part of the story. I miss them. I miss them. So, anyway, I think that's all the news I have on that for now. Because, um, again, they're filming. Well, actually, they are not filming right now i believe outlander has halted their filming in solidarity with the sag actors here in the states Mm -hmm. so they're not filming right now so they're kind of like somewhere midway between filming season eight so i guess that might extend when we get season eight as well depending on how long the strike the strike is yeah yeah but Mm -hmm. um so we'll we'll just once this hiatus starts, we'll have to get our our fix somehow. Um, you know, 
they do have another season of Men in Kilts out. So yeah, I saw that was coming that out. Way. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, did we forget anything on the episode? No, we hit all the parts. We got Tom, that doggone Tom Christie. I tell you, I rewound that. That was just so you. cute, though. It, I mean, it was because the glee. Right. He was so happy. He was. Just so happy. He was like, I thought, I, you know, I wrote the obituary because I, I, I didn't have a grave to go to. I wouldn't be able to go to your grave. And I was just like, oh, that's so sweet. But it's so sad in a way, too, because you're in love with a woman who can never be with you or who will never be with you. But, but guess guess, what he got though? He got him a kiss. And you know what? That might have been enough to sustain him. That's what I'm saying. That especially I think considering could. his romantic past. Yeah. He probably was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. Mm -hmm. She's she's safe. She's mm -hmm. happy. And if anything, he knows that Jamie will protect Claire with, with his life. So he doesn't have to worry about, oh, is she in danger? This, that, and the other. He knows Jamie will protect her. So that's probably the most peaceful thing you can have. At least you know she's not she's not under the ground. Mm -hmm. and you can walk around knowing, okay, she's alive, she's breathing, I'm good. So I I hope he can find some peace. And I hope he doesn't Me fall too. off the horse. <laughs> not anymore. And he can be happy. He can be happy. Now I know there's there's probably gonna be a piece of him that struggles because he doesn't know where Alan is and he at this point he probably will never find out where Alan is so that's going to be mm -hmm. something I think that'll kind of sit on his conscience or sit on his heart but I think for the most part I think Tom Christie is okay he he did right by Jamie and Claire the way he said he would as far as you know making sure that they were safe he did his best to do that and then when Claire was about to go down or be killed for that crime, he was like, I can't do this because I know it would I know it wasn't you. So yeah, okay. Bye, Tom Christie. That door is closed. So now we have the hunters. We have William becoming a a bigger part of the story. And I know that that will probably increase with all of the stuff coming up for the American Revolution. We have Jamie Clear right. and Ian stuck here for the time being um, for the war. And um, we've got we've got Roger and Brianna in the future trying to figure out what the fuck a knuckle V is and what is it doing in their house and why is it eating all the crisps and You've got Jimmy and Mandy. Jimmy and Mandy, boy, let me tell you, those two kids, if they not, it's like one minute they're fighting and the next minute he's being protective of her. Yeah. These kids are going to drive them crazy because even in the beginning when she was like, Mom, Mandy hit me. She won't say sorry. Mandy apologized. I won't. Roger was like, I, you will. Sorry like oh these kids will drive me nuts two years right and then, then you're gonna lock them up you lock mandy up in the closet in the dungeon room call it a little dungeon room and then she's sitting there like do it again <laughs> and then one day we're gonna find out about the gold too so you know <laughs> you are gonna keep on about that gold 
What? I just want them to ask him. I mean, mm-hmm. damn, just ask your kid. Okay. Instead of just, I wonder if we should ask him now. Like now it's been a few years. Sure. Mm-hmm. When you're at dinner, you're talking yeah. about nothing. Would you just yeah. ask him? And Instead of just is, wondering. Y'all just went through all of your savings and everything. To fix you need up some money, Riley Brock. You're gonna need some money. I mean, I, I realize that I realize that Brianna has a job now, but I can almost guarantee you they are underpaying her for that job. Mm-hmm. And then Roger is not doing anything right now, so they probably could use the money. Yeah, I'm with you at this point. Ask him about the gold. Mm-hmm. Ask him. Ask him about the gold. Because then you got to make a trip to North Carolina you got to go see where phrases uh, but you know mm, I don't know if I'm ready to go to a future Fraser's Ridge or a 1980s Fraser's Ridge because we don't know what that looks like and I, I just don't know because I feel like and I guess that's kind of why Brianna is doing that as well, because if she, if they have to go there. Yeah, you'll have to see. Then you'll have to see the place that you were just in a few years ago and how different it is and things may be gone. And, you know, of course, the the houses and the settlements are probably no longer there. So that might. Yeah, that might be a bit too much for her. So I can kind of understand her hesitance on opening that that Pandora's box. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'll give her a little leeway on that. We'll just wait. Maybe Michelle, you know, back half of the season, they'll ask him about the goal. The will- I just want him to ask. It's okay <laughs> we don't even go. No, because if you ask and you find out about this goal, you know they're going to want to go. I would want to go. I would too. I'd be like, oh, we taking a uh, little, we're going to take a little trip. Right. Family vacation. To the States. And then also, too, if you think about it, if they make that kind of trip going to the States, they're not going to leave the kids with Fiona. They're going to take the kids with them. Mm-hmm. And that might be hard for Jim as well, because yeah. he'll he'll also have remembered, you know, he'll remember what Fraser's Ridge was and then for him to see it the way it might be now that will probably disturb him as well mm-hmm. so yeah so we'll just tell them to wait just just wait on asking yeah. about the gold it'll be okay Michelle it'll be okay it'll be okay, okay. We'll, we'll get there by the, by the end of this season or season 8 please just have a conversation no, I think, yeah I think they would have to do it this season because I feel like whatever they're doing season eight. It's something totally, it's got to close it. It's going to be closing it out. Yeah, it has to close it. it. Yeah, whatever it is that's going on with Jamie and Claire to end their story. I feel like that's what the final episodes will focus on. So, yeah. Yeah. And I agree to that. Like we're doing all the stories now and then eight just literally is closing it up yeah yeah so that'll be cool that'll be cool so we just we just have to be a little patient okay we may have to wait until 2024 to find out about the gold and the spaniard <laughs> those of y'all listening if you can see the look on michelle's face right now. 
I don't know if I can, but okay. Maybe okay. it'll be spring 2024. I mean, because the, the episodes are already done. I don't see them making us wait another. When did this season come years. out? June. So June, maybe next June. 16th. Maybe next June. No, don't wait that long. I don't agree to it either, but I'm just saying. If we, it's if just we a, only have, so right now, right now we have what did I say? Six episodes out? Five episodes? Six episodes out. So that means we have two more episodes. So that means by mm-hmm. the end of July, those episodes will be done. So you got August, September, October, November, December. I would hope that January, February, we would get those new episodes. Y'all don't need to make, make us wait longer than six months for a season that no, is already done. It's already. You shouldn't. So let's keep our fingers crossed it's gonna be january february it could be it could be earlier if they want but i know they're not gonna do it during the holidays because during the holidays you always have special programming and this that and other so your your um your viewing schedules are disrupted so i would say probably january okay okay i go with that okay so you mm-hmm. have any uh, final Mm-mm. thoughts on episode six? None. Just give us the gold, and okay, and and tell us what's going on with Rachel Hunter and the bat. the bachelors on the ridge. <laughs> the bachelors of the revolution. And it's the bachelors. Oh yes. Bachelors. I don't think it's William's time right now. That's not what William have to go through right now. He I may guess. fall in love with Rachel for a second, but it. Rachel belongs to Ian. Okay, so it's not his time to shine. It's not his time. His time okay. is to figure out, you know, find out about his dad. Mm, okay, so. You know, he has to go gonna, through that. Yeah, I have a feeling that's going to be explosive. So with that being said, that's it for our show. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Threads at Phantom Hybrid. You can chat with us on our Discord channel. You can watch our videos on our YouTube channel and you can listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.